0: Hey everyone, with the coronavirus craziness, we lost our studio at the campus, so we've kind of transitioned to doing YouTube videos. So I'm just going to upload the audio from now on for some of our YouTube videos. So if some some of the things don't make sense, you can check out our original YouTube videos, which are at the Manual Override YouTube channel. Anyway, enjoy. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying your coronavirus quarantine time. Today I wanted to talk about the supernatural realm. I didn't want to make this video at first, but a few nights ago, I had another sleep paralysis experience. Hadn't had that happen in a few months, about a month actually. And so, since the last video I made, I hadn't been experiencing any sleep paralysis incidents. And so this one came kind of as a shock, and this last one was pretty bad. I heard screaming in my ear, yelling, men and women, it literally sounded like Like people from hell screaming. It was kind of scary and I felt for about five seconds I was paralyzed. So for those of you who don't know, maybe check out the other video that I made kind of talking about what sleep paralysis is and um, kind of what people think about it, um, how people are affected by it. But that was the reason I wanted to really just talk about the supernatural realm, angels and demons. A friend sent me a video not too long ago about a girl who has DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, her name is Dissociated, I think she's about almost a million subscribers on YouTube, she's from the UK, the video I saw had about 3 million views, I think, but she's having her personalities, she refers to herself as we, um, she's a woman, from what it looks like, um, she goes by chloe typically or nin i think but she has a dominant personality but then she has like 23 other different personalities but in this video she has three other personalities draw themselves her herself we'll just call that chloe at this point and then a a, a male personality comes and, and she begins drawing over what the other personality had been drawing which was a woman and then it starts drawing a man and then after that the dark personality comes out and is drawing this essentially it looks like a demon this 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 cloud with a face in it and you know little you know warning lights are going off in my head because i'm i'm looking at this and i'm hearing how they're talking about this and how they're explaining it and i haven't watched a lot of her other videos so you know maybe she talks about supernatural stuff in another video i'm not sure i got the perception that they saw this she saw this as a mental phenomenon and so this i'd say is the majority world view this is what most people would say uh you know this kind of personality fragment thing is just a mental phenomenon and it requires psychiatric or psychological help and counseling and that's about it and so i want to kind of talk about that maybe push back a little bit on that but Watching her remind me of a book I read called *Collateral Damage* by Kate Grace, which actually isn't the woman's name. I believe she's Australian, and she grew up with a mother who had mental illness. And just reading the whole story, just it, it broke my heart listening to the kind of trauma that she went through as a child, the beatings, the 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 environment. It was it was awful. And then hearing her description, how it wasn't really her mother's fault. It was all just kind of a quirk of evolution, so to speak. She had a Imbalance in her brain. This, you know, the culture didn't know what to do. The church didn't really help. The Catholic Church she was around didn't really do anything. There was one priest who really helped her. Um, this is her story that she tells in the book, and it broke my heart at the end because there's some incidents in this book that I'm like, as a, as someone who's Christian who acknowledges that there's a realm beyond what our five senses see, and that's kind of the primary topic of this is discussing that realm. Does it exist, and how does that affect these kinds of topics? Mental illness, sleep paralysis. It just broke my heart because I was like, no, this, this this isn't just a quirk of evolution. There's more to this. And describing what you said, how you know your mother would draw the curtain, she would sit in the dark. She would, you know, she would refer to this entity, or she even would refer to it as the other person coming in, the intruder, referring to it as an intruder. And I want to talk about is it just a mental phenomenon, as the mainstream would call this, perhaps? You know, this is just a mental Ill- illness, um, which it is, but it's it's purely isolated in the mind no supernatural component that doesn't exist. So don't bring that into the conversation. Um, and so I want to talk about that pushback and say, maybe that this isn't the case. Maybe there is a realm beyond what the five senses see. And maybe this is, we're seeing a manifestation of that in these cases of mental illness, not always, but sometimes perhaps. And then in sleep paralysis. So these are these two examples where we're seeing a bleeding over of the supernatural with the physical. So I want to talk about multiple personality disorder and disassociative identity disorder. From what I've gathered, the two are different. So multiple personality disorder, people have these switches of personality, but disassociative identity disorder is when it, typically someone has a traumatic experience and it fractures the personality and it compartmentalizes that. And this can happen to typically to children or sexually abused, um, violently hurt, or, or grow through some sort of large trauma, big trauma as a child, and this kind of frag- fragmentation happens. This isn't just, oh, well, this is the work result- of a demon. No, I mean, this is what what happens when there's trauma in someone's life, when when there, there are chemical imbalances that are caused. This is all real. This is what you know, the empirical science is telling us. However, I don't want to stop there. I don't want to say that well, thus, since we can explain the physical operatings of these illnesses, to some extent, that rules out that there's any demonic or spiritual interplay. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a grave mistake. And so I think that that's where we see the, the kind of the di- dichotomy of scientifically, psychiatrically, psychologically trying to help someone through counseling and whatnot. And then you see like the, the quote-unquote, the crazy Christians who have tried to pray away the demons actually Christians in the, the school that I went to would criticize and I think that there, you know some of those criticisms were valid but at the same time let's not take away the power of God if he does intervene and I believe he does and we'll get into that later the first time I heard about disassociative identity disorder was actually in regards to the CIA MK Ultra program the mind control program where the US enlisted uh, Nazi scientists actually to help uh, create this mind control program and in it, they uh, experimented on people, on children. I believe, you know, torture. I believe even sexual experimentation. Uh, some of this is declassified. There's a lot floating around out there. It's, it's actually mentioned in a lot of movies and video games, which I want to get into uh, next. But you know, this is where a lot of this fragmentation happened. What the, the this program was trying to make was, uh, you could speculate. You know, a kind of soldier or a machine or slave who obeyed uh, a command or was activated by a trigger word. Um, And so actually the documentary Out of Shadows, which was going around YouTube, gets into this a little bit, the program and some of what it did. But what was happening was the breaking down of individuals, the fragmentation of personalities, children through abuse and torture And then the reshaping of those personalities, which could be activated on a trigger word. So think Manchurian Candidate. Think Black Ops 1. Uh, Mason, the main character in that, actually at the end, I think it's alluded to that he's the JFK assassin. He was, you know, they created this person actually like zoomed in a picture at the, I believe after the end credits. And there he is in in the back of the JFK picture, which is like alluding. Oh, he was triggered to be the assassin. Uh, Far Cry Five, a popular video game, has this theme in, in one of the spoilers. Uh, but in, when you're trying to take down one of the main bosses in this game, you actually become the victim of classical conditioning, where you run through this program, this this like you're put into an altered state of consciousness in this game, and you run through having to kill uh, military personnel to get to the commander, and you and you don't know it's him. Until like the fifth run through of this this passage, and you shoot this this person, and you see the face that it was actually the captain that you were enlisted under, and so but the the enemy had captured you and and programmed you. So it's 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 this classical conditioning, and he played a song that would trigger you to perform the action and and kill the commander, and thus and and so it was it, it was this kind of breaking down and then classical conditioning with the trigger word. So it's it's in a lot of games and movies. And so kind of the idea was that you could have like a disposable assassin. So you you could have someone do something evil and then kill themselves. And so it was like, oh, you know, look, why did this, you know, look at this terrible thing that happened. This person was crazy and they went and did this and then they just killed themselves. And it was like, well, you know, and so you can push an agenda or something forward. But then, you know, the actual person that did it, well, they didn't actually do it did they, you know, and it gets kind of shady and did they, did they not, were they programmed, were they sent in and then, you know, like a disposable asset that completed the operation and then, you know, committed suicide after the operation was done. So it's it's that kind of stuff, Um, you know, like in, in large assassinations, that's kind of the theory behind that and why that operation, as well as other, other things as far as the goals of like why that operation existed. And so getting back to the point and the testimonies in a lot of these MK Ultra victims, they talk about like a very odd supernatural element. And this is what I want to focus in on. They talk about shadow figures. Some of them are having out-of-body experiences, I believe. You know, as they're being tortured and experimented on, there's this demonic element. There's they're being possessed. There are I would call it demonic. Some people call them aliens, and we'll get into that a little bit later about how we you know, we're calling them different names depending on our belief system. You know, do we reject the Bible? Well, they're aliens. Do we believe the Bible? Well they're demons. So that kind of stuff. The key is there's this interplay between like a supernatural entity and this torture and disassociation. And so when this girl in this video I'm sent is drawing like a very dark shadow figure, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know all the ins and outs of this mental illness. But from what I'm looking at, I see a dark spiritual component that we shouldn't ignore. And so Based on your worldview and your belief system, you're going to answer that question Is A, it's just some sort of negative manifestation in the mind, or B, no, this is a demon. And depending on which answer you choose, you're going to then approach healing a certain way. Um, And so that's what that MKUltra experimentation is kind of leading me to. When people are seeing these things as they're being disassociated from themselves, trying to create fractured personalities, I'm seeing that DID and demons supernatural are linked in some way and and this is just a hypothesis my opinion Uh, obviously i'm human and i'm wrong in a lot of ways and but i'm just trying to connect the dots um and and look at some of the evidence and things that we've seen and you know draw some some ideas hypothesis about this and so one of the things i've been thinking about is you know what if when these when what if when we're being fractured a person's being fractured these dark entities will just i'll call them demons you can call them what you want are Possessing or refuging inside of like a, these fractured vessels, so to speak, humans. It's actually interesting how humans are sometimes described as vessels. I think in not just Christian literature, but you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit in Christian language, uh, being possessed by a demon. This very interesting imagery, or houses being being a house, human hearts being houses. It's very interesting. Then anyway, we have these fractured personalities, individuals who are left. It seems vulnerable to possession or some sort of interaction i'm not quite sure but that that brokenness in the psyche it seems to be a weakness that is exploited what was most interesting is when i'll just call it chloe for now when she's describing her dark personality it's it's very aggressive it afflicts her it says negative things it degrades her and, and this is just all kind of stereotypical you know this is what a demon would do something evil something that hates you something that would profane the image of god you know and devalue who you really are lie to you this this is what a demon typically is called and thought to be and this would fit that description and so that's why as i'm watching this i was like well we're mislabeling it this isn't just a mental manifestation there's something else here and so especially as i looked at the picture i was like all right well it, Again, if we're talking about identity, it's destroying the identity of who she is drawing, and it's creating this. So, and quickly taking an aside to my own experience, when I had another sleep paralysis incident, where again, for for those of you who don't know, it's just you're you're frozen, paralyzed. What's interesting in my case that doesn't fit the 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 norm is I wake up and I'm fully conscious and mobile. I can move to some extent. I'm sleepy. I might move around, but. I feel a very profound sense of fear in my heart, and as I push into that fear, kind of subconsciously, as it's dark and it's scary, it's like what naturally happens when you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel a sense of fear. It, it, as it grows, it grows, it grows. Once it reaches a certain point, and this happened about six times in my life, most of them this year. Then I'm frozen. Then it's like something. I feel like something jumps on me. I feel like a wind rushing, and, and I'm, I'm frozen. And then I then I heard the yelling in my ears. It was it was one of this scarier experiences i've ever had when it came to this and so is this a demon is this just a mental phenomenon and so coming from a christian perspective i'd say this is a, a demon and piggybacking off of what i had said in one of my former videos one of the ladies i referenced in the video she's an african-american lady i believe she was american she might have been english but she was saying that when you start to i guess fight back against what the devil's doing he will try some of these tactics and things and what's interesting is that day the day that the night where i had that this experience i'd had a very profound epiphany about some issues in my life and i was starting to take steps towards that and i just thought it was an odd coincidence that that would ring true if if i'm you know moving forward in um you know a life that is better for myself for what god is wants for me and I'm realizing that moving forward, then it would make sense that you would find some opposition in a sense. So just food for thought and an interesting coincidence that I guess I observed in my own experience. So I wanted to move on and talk about the supernatural realm and how it's viewed in modern mainstream society right now. I wanna argue that we've really created a dichotomy, you know, a polarization between what's real and what's fantasy. And I believe we've mixed up our realities. We've we we live in a fiction world. I would argue, from a, from a Christian worldview, we live in a fiction world, and we have actually made our reality what goes on more or less, not not quite, but we've 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 magnified it, made it extreme in our in our in our video games and in our uh, TV shows. Because in reality, there aren't ghosts. As it said, Scooby Doo, for example, teaches us, especially me as a kid. All this supernatural stuff can all be explained by science. Essentially. Like you in each episode, you have like a ghost or something, but there's a hologram and there's a there's a this or there's a that and there's a culprit behind the screen and and it's always debunked. Except for one of their last episodes, I believe, actually dealt with like zombies and a cat god and these people who were like, you know, draining the life out of it. It was quite dark. (laughs) There's a lot of witchcraft in it. It was like it was kind of shocking, like, oh wow, like it was actually real. Like there there were actual like one of their last episodes I think was about this and I was kind of shocked. But it, it but essentially it teaches you that teaches us that things can be explained by science, by investigation, by reason. You know, we don't have to believe in ghosts. They're not real. Angels, demons and magic, they're not really real. We have science, but magic, demons, angels, no. That's superstition. That's that's what people believed in in the past. When they needed to explain things. But but we have. We're smarter now. So we don't need to believe those things. Yet. In entertainment. We love the supernatural. It sells. It's everywhere. The Order. Supernatural. American Gods. American Satan. Lucifer. The Witcher. Harry Potter. Video games like Skyrim. Dishonored. Doom. On and on and on. TV that has to do with occult and magic and witchcraft and and demons and angels and, and typically demons not 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 generally angels but there's always this supernatural element and it's it's present in a lot of our entertainment so we're, we're constantly feeding on it mentally in, in our fiction in our entertainment we're, we're always it's interesting to us and i would say that this isn't just because it sells well because is this all something manufactured in the minds of men in our imaginations men and women who just come up with this stuff it's all fake superstition people are imaginative they'll come up with things or are they drawing from things that are real and i'd argue that some of this not all some of this is drawn from reality and that's where it finds its basis that's where it finds its its inception its origin it is real and it's hidden it's not commonly known it's not openly perceived by the five senses But it does bleed through reality sometimes. And that's why it's intriguing. That's why it sells. It is real. It's just we don't really know what to do with it all the time. And I'd say all of that is based without having a biblical worldview. If we let the Bible build our worldview, which is something that I get that isn't easy. I mean, I didn't want to let it build my worldview. Why would I? It's an old book written by men who wanted to control people. You know, it's changed. How do we know it's what God really said? Of course. I mean, these are legitimate questions. I've had them. Ask them. We need answers to them. And there are a lot of good people who have asked those questions and answered them sufficiently that helps us understand, yeah, this is, this is what God has to say for us. This is what we call divine revelation, helping us build our worldview so that we don't have to just rely on science. Science is knowledge, right? I mean, scientia, right? In Latin, I'm not sure. I means knowledge. I mean, true knowledge should never be opposed to other true knowledge. And if the Bible is revealing true knowledge, then that's that doesn't conflict with science. And so allowing the Bible to paint your worldview, paint your picture, especially when it comes to supernatural, is very important. Because as, I, as I've said, right now, the mainstream culture has, in my opinion, which is the Bible's opinion, if I'm reading it right, it's switched reality and fantasy. It's made us think that on all that stuff's fiction, reality isn't like that. But when it comes to reality, the evidence and the nuances and the testimonies, they're starting to point more to what the reality of the Bible is. That there are these angels and demons. That they are there. That this isn't just mental manifestation. I mean, what do you think? This This is what I see the Bible saying. This is what I see the evidence pointing to. Because to me, mental imbalances, mental quirks these manifestations in the mind, having the similar common theme of darkness, possession, things that we commonly associate with demons, to me, that's a connection that shouldn't be overlooked. Especially when it came to our discussion about sleep paralysis, people are having dark manifestations, mental manifestations and chokings and all this stuff. It's never happy. And so, to me, that was interesting. Like, That's a connection that we should explore more. Because when we look at the Bible, it is painting a picture that angels and demons are real. Jesus wasn't accommodating to the inferior Jewish intellect, as some people say. I don't think people were as dumb as we think they were, oftentimes. I, that's a faulty presupposition, I think, that we have in our modern era. We're presupposing too much to, to just say, oh, well, God, if he came here... And Jesus, which I believe he did, was just accommodating to these people and pretending to cast out demons when really it was just, you know, if he's God, he can't lie. And this is what he's doing. He's casting out demons, vessels being filled with, with these unclean, disembodied demon spirits, sending them away. He's not lying when he calls Satan, Lucifer, the light bringer that was his name before he fell, right? The ruler of this age. I mean, these are real entities, real things. You know, when Paul talks to the Christians in, in one of the churches, I think it's First Corinthians, I believe. We wrestled not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and dominions and spiritual, you know, in the in heights. It's, I mean, this is this is the picture they believe and they painted for us, their worldview. And it's funny to see it indulged in the media, in fantasy, in TV's, movies, games. And this is my opinion, but I think that the greatest trick the devil Bible says he's a real person if he's real, right? I believe he's real. The greatest trick he's ever played on Western culture is getting us to believe he doesn't exist. If he doesn't exist, then we don't know he's working against us. What I think is interesting is I have friends who travel to tribes and other villages around the world here in America, places that are typically secluded. There's less, I guess, publicity happening in these areas. They tend to be secluded, but the, sh- the village shaman or witch doctor tends to be feared or revered or people are scared of them because of the power they build, the real power. And the stories people tell me of shadow people in the night and possessions and odd uh, Encounters with spirits seems to happen around the world quite a bit more than we think. We just don't tend to hear about it in the mainstream here in the West. Or Again, I think when the devil's hiding in plain sight, he's the most effective. Because he's right there, but nobody has eyes to see him. And it's interesting because the Bible does call the devil the father of lies, the liar. And so him hiding in plain sight, doing this, working in darkness, working in secret proceedings... Working in a cult, which means hidden circles. That makes sense because that's who he is. And so, of course, the world wouldn't see him. Of course, we wouldn't see him working openly. That goes against his whole game plan. So these are just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think? I'm wrong somewhere in my thinking. I know I'm not completely right. But what I'm trying to express is let's move away from pure naturalism and trying to explain everything away as brain issues and because we've completely rejected the worldview that the bible paints for us and even beyond that as i hope i brought up with mk ultra and some of these testimonies even the use in games and movies the spirit world is much more real than we give it credit for so to speak i hope that this has been helpful giving you some food for thought and uh just pray that god blesses you and no matter your beliefs where you're coming from i i hope that this is I hope that I'm presenting this in a way that's not too dogmatic, in a way that's can at least listen. I'm, I'm here to discuss and not necessarily to argue. And so I, I hope that this has given you all some, something to think about. Bye-bye.